Welcome into the DNVR Rockies podcast brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Now new customers, when you sign up and use promo code DNVR, you can place a $5 bet. And when you win, you will get $200 in bonus bets instantly thanks to code DNVR and thanks to DraftKings Sportsbook. I am Patrick Lyons. And I'm Susie Hunter. We survived opening day at Coors Field. We did it. We did it. It was was, so much fun. It was great. Some might say the vibes were immaculate. I'm surprised we still have enough energy to like be getting up and, and doing this. It wasn't a long night, thankfully. Thankfully, yes. Since as the game was 45 minutes, 46 without commercials. <laughs> was it two hours and 20 minutes, something like that? <sighs> 218. 218, it that's was what it was. wild. Props to Linda. What's going on up in Fort Collins there? Oh, Fort Collins representing on in the, the border, chat. On the border of Canada up there. <laughs> uh, we'll talk about opening day. We'll talk about those vibes. Mm-hmm. Susie's got a fun game to kind of put life in perspective for us. If you're under 30, you'll enjoy the game more. If you're over over 30, you might go, oh, yeah, I'm old. If you're exactly 30, you'll be like, oh, hmm? Like, what? I was kind of busy, you know, birthing myself, birthing myself. borning myself. Yes, that's no, the term. The uh, Yeah, let's just, just opening day in general, all the vibes. Let's, let's break that down. Yeah. Um, Where do we start? The, the sights and sounds. Well, you know, we're in the clubhouse early. That was great. There was there was a lot of buzz, and there's always more people uh, that show up to opening day. So many people. And then like maybe when there's a fireworks game, but but maybe not because Rockies don't play on the Fourth of July this year. So th- we saw some of the TV people that we know and love. Yes. And we're probably not going to see them again until <laughs> September. Great seeing you. See you. <laughs> no, we probably won't see them in September. We'll see them. <laughs> At opening day next year. Yeah, could be. Sometimes they'll, they'll show up for the final game just to, oh, you know, what does this season mean to you? And blah, blah, and the fans, and they do the they do the walk around and everything. But but we're not here. We're not here to talk about how we don't see the TV people. <laughs> we are here to talk about how everyone loves opening day so much that they yeah. stop everything to participate in it. I love not only the, the fact that we got a chance to hang out with uh, the community at, at Ice House, but... We have to walk there. So we got to go through McGregor Square and, and get mm-hmm. to like see everything and get a feel for these crowds. And there you can see it's jumping at Ice House. There's Eric there. He's got a spot along the railing with uh, with Mr. Vote there. Oh my gosh. It it was uh it was a great spot to be in the sun. Adam somehow was walking around in just a t-shirt. You just know what? I will say at that time of the day when you were in the sun, it, it felt kind of nice. Yeah. And also they've got heaters on that deck. Oh, you know, okay. they, they did have heaters up on that deck. So the new shirt was on sale. Yes. They sold a bunch of shirts, bunch of hats uh, was fantastic. Yeah, I was a little cold being on the field. I didn't have a jacket on. So my hands were a little bit cold. I was freezing. So I yeah. <laughs> so I had my jacket on when we were on that little patio at Ice House. So I was like building up extra heat. This is maybe my favorite picture. Us with this inflatable dinger. Yep. You, I'm the only sober person in this picture. And you and exactly. And you're you're the first person that someone's going to draft in the drunk pool. They go, all right, first pick right out. If there's there somebody in the dinger costume. No. OK, I'm going I'm going Susie for the first pick. And yet you weren't. I was not. So no. That's why that is a great picture. You're right. The, the juxtaposition of it all uh, with Brendan and Marissa. Uh, that that was really cool. Just getting to see everybody and, and the excitement. People with their jerseys of players that no longer represent yes. the Rockies anymore. Yes. It's hard. It, there's not too many crones out there. A couple of McMahons. Mm-hmm. Bryant and Blackman are probably the two most popular. Blackman, definitely number one. Of course, yeah. He's then done Bryant. this. He's done so many opening days at this point. Yeah. Bryant. Freeland also. Freeland's probably the second most popular mm-hmm. jersey that you see around. Uh, but I saw a nice vintage Butch Husky jersey. 
Wow. He was on the Rockies for like two months in the year 2000. <laughs> Who committed to this jersey? So I, I was like, can I take a photo of your jersey? And he's like, of course. And then proceeded to like tell me his life story. I'm like, it's worth it for the photograph. But he knew what he had. So he, he knew that I was going to be forced to sit through his story. Uh, and he's like, well, no, I was 35 <laughs> in the year 2000. And Butch Husky wore 35. So... I got it. He's like, Ugh. I like Kirby Puckett. I like Butch Husky. They reminded me of one another. Honestly, I would do the same thing. Yeah. I would do that. And now that jersey is like, it was the best one that I saw uh, on opening day because it was the it was a road jersey with pinstripes. Rockies actually had a road pinstripe jersey. They kind of look like pajamas, but we're getting to that point now where they've retired them for so long that it would be pretty cool to bring They're cool them again. They're it cool again. My favorite jersey that I saw, it's a favorite that we've seen before. Yep. This must be his season ticket spot, but he only yeah. wears this jersey maybe yeah. once or twice a year. The Tacos jersey, number seven. And it's, an, it's a proper jersey. It's not like a giveaway. And also, I don't know that they've ever had a giveaway of I a jersey so. like that. I do actually, I, I picked up at a vintage uh, spot when I was just looking to just grab every old uh, Rockies like t-shirt giveaway that they had. So they had one where it says, you know, we want tacos and had like a Taco Bell logo on it, but it was just like a black shirt. It wasn't a jersey. It didn't have the number like the tacos guy had. We also saw like an 11 year old boy with a Bud Black jersey. Kids are wearing manager's jersey. That's low key going to be in the top 10 of best jerseys this year because of who was wearing it. When it's Bud Black, I mean, the kids love Bud Black. The kids do. <laughs> they do. Gen Alpha, Big Bud Black Crew. That's it. Yeah, they had the uh, you know they they the whole had the whole first pitch ceremony, which was amazing. Round of mm-hmm. applause for for the three that came out. The anthem was beautiful. They unfurled the flag. I think that might be a bigger flag than I've ever seen. It was. I mean, that's it just takes up more. the whole field. It was gigantic. Like I don't even think Costco sells those size. Like it was gigantic. <laughs> and then I don't think they do. They also had so they have you know. I wonder how many people was was holding the flag. I would probably guess 75. Okay. Let's say somewhere like there. And then 60 people holding these small Rockies flags on the first and third base side, not because they were huge, but because it was in the exact shape of the flag. Yeah. So like every corner, every nook and cranny. In the shape of the logo. In the logo. Yes, yes. Um, Which was really cool. But it was. It required a lot of people for a very small flag. But it looked great. It was very cool. It was a nice touch. I would love to see. I haven't seen any aerial shots yet, but I would love to see some some aerial shots. Yeah, that. The, those flags, I, I, I popped for those. The, yeah. Those were really neat. Uh, fly, got the fly over there, uh, which was fantastic. Made sure to keep an eye on the on the players to see what their reactions would be. And, you know, Charlie says how much he loves the flyovers. I know he talked with you about it before, and he, he, wasn't, he wasn't sure about what, what was going on. It's his 10th opening day, 10th home opener, and he's still like, wait, what are we doing here? Yeah, do we have that clip loaded into the show? Uh, I don't believe so, no. Oh, okay, okay. Because I, um, whatchamacallit, I did. Uh, yeah. It's in Dropbox if we want to play it, but. <laughs> yeah, so he. It's uh, a, it was a, we had a great chat. It was He's cool. so funny. It was funny. He, uh, so I watched him and, and a couple guys watched the planes go over their head. Justin Lawrence had his head up. So Charlie watches the planes go over and then they're gone. And he's still looking like he can still kind of see them like they're still in frame. Like he went like every possible second until it goes over the top of the stadium. He's still looking. He's still doing that. So uh, I thought that was uh, it was great that he craned his neck and uh, and they did get a sellout. They did get just over forty eight thousand. It I got a little nervous because early in the game, it did not look like it was going to be a sellout. But I think people were just, you know, taking their time, enjoying all the festivities outside of the park. 
having an extra beer maybe. Yeah, I, somebody had asked that in the post game, and I, I wasn't, I didn't pay attention to the crowd that much yesterday. Again, the game's moving by so quickly, mm-hmm. um, working on different things, getting we, all the we ducks have a lot in a to row. Do during a game, but I noticed like some people in the press box, some of the people that you know we don't normally see, we sure. only see on opening day. Some of those older guys were just like, "Ooh, <laughs> this looks a little more sparse than other opening days." Mm. So, so they were noticing it. Interesting. Yeah. So, did you notice that maybe by you know the end of the game or? Sixth, seventh inning, whatever that it, that it did actually fill in. I think it looked. I think it looked much fuller. Okay, I just wonder the if they pumped the, the numbers up a little bit. I don't know. I mean, they might have pumped them up a little bit, but it definitely didn't look like full full. No, uh, it wasn't like a, the kind of crowd where everyone was in their seats. Sure, the whole time. Uh, we had, and and this is just this is pretty amazing that in the the thirtieth first game at home in the thirtieth anniversary of this brand new team in Colorado, the game was both started and ended with a Coloradan. Like, how cool is that? Kyle Freeland going six and two thirds, mm-hmm. gets the standing ovation, and then you got Pierce Johnson coming in for the save. Nine perfect. pitch save. Perfect. perfect. It was, you could not have scripted it better. And I loved, I loved your story that you put together. Uh, but yeah, that is not by accident. Apparently, yeah. You know, Kyle Freeland uh, spoke with us and, and said, like, and, and we've, you know, we've known this, and mm-hmm. uh, it's nice to kind of get the confirmation that they should be able to say that, like, hey, Bill Schmidt is trying to bring back a lot of the Colorado players. Now, there's not a ton of Colorado hitters. Uh, David Bodie, probably like mm-hmm. one of the only ones. I mean, the greatest Colorado hitter uh, in the state's history is like Chase Headley. And you go, like, oh, he's got the most home runs for a Coloradan. Hmm. Exactly. Um, that, that's the response it should get. Um, but the pitchers, that's the thing, pitching at altitude. And they've been you know, very effective uh, over the years. So Freeland's saying, yeah, you know, Bill Schmidt's going out and getting those guys. That was one of my bold predictions at the beginning of the year, that the Rockies would have five Coloradans rostered on the team. Hmm. And I'm taking a win on that one because we've got three on the opening day roster with Freeland, Pierce Johnson, and, of course, Ty Block, mm-hmm. Lucas Gilbreth. On the 60-day IL. Yeah. And I'm claiming Connor Siebold. He's a Colorado and he lived here for a while. Yeah. I'm taking a W. I'm taking a W on that. Okay, one. you can take the W. I will. You can take it. I'll I'm let a, you have it. I'll feel good about that. Uh and then even beyond that, the score is one nothing. That's only the twelfth time in Rockies history that we've had a one nothing game. Rockies have won nine of those twelve games, and only the eleventh time it's happened in Coors Field history. Never this like, is not a Coors Field type of score. It's so wild that it, that it just all went down like that. And in 218, so quick. Freeland was outstanding, six and two thirds, scoreless innings pitched. He's now up to 12 and two thirds, scoreless innings to start his season. The most for any, uh, most innings pitched of scoreless performances of any Rockies pitcher to, to open their season. Kyle was it's dealing amazing. yesterday. He's been dealing all season, all yeah. two starts. Yeah. Back to back, six innings or more uh, pitched and no earned runs and uh I'll have another opportunity here against St. Louis. That will be interesting to see if um if a certain someone maybe snaps that streak or you know if, if Freeland continues it going through despite the fact he's going against uh his former team USA teammate, yes. Nolan Arenado. Yes. Uh speaking of Team USA, I am glad that we've been able to get so many innings out of Kyle because he didn't really get a ton in the WBC. So I think that was a you know, that was a concern for Buddy. Great point. Yeah, he's he's ramped it up really quickly. I think he was at 89 pitches. Mm-hmm. Uh he was only at like 58 through five. And so it was like, oh, he could go really deep. But again, because you know, he had 
that kind of modified spring training in a sense. You want to be cautious, and so that was fine. Lawrence came in, got the job done with a runner on first base, so uh, helped preserve the lead, which was uh, fantastic. Best uh, home opener performance since 2010 when Jorge De La Rosa mm. threw seven scoreless innings against San Diego. And I know Robin, uh, Robert likes that in the chat because uh, he likes it when the Rockies beat those evil California teams. So it's going to yes. be a while until one of them comes because we got St. Louis coming in next week. And then Pittsburgh, I think, right, the week after that. So it's going to be a little while. Do you realize yeah. the, the Rockies don't play the Giants until June 6th? That's, That's so weird. weird. That's weird. James, yes. Go Colorado, go. The state. The team, but also the state. This, yeah. Yeah, Pittsburgh is in town after the uh, the Cardinals. After Dr a nice four days out of town. Yeah. Weird. That, a, that's, a quick four-day trip up to Seattle. Yeah, that's a wild one. Uh, Jerks and Profar, amazing defense. Two great plays. He robbed a souvenir. Didn't rob a home run. He robbed a souvenir because there was a kid who reached over. I don't know if he got reprimanded, uh, but <laughs> took the souvenir away from the kid on a borderline home run call and then went full extension grab. Uh, according to Kyle Freeland, it was a Superman catch. Yes. It was great. That was a great way to put it, too. Yeah, he... Jerkson Profar was fantastic. He was leading off, started the game off with a single, mm -hmm. which was great. I talked with him uh, before the game. He still rocks his uh, his number 10 necklace. Yes. Uh, that was his number with San Diego. Definitely can't wear that anymore. Nope, nope. nope. Mr. Bud Black uh, does have that, not giving it up. Uh, even if you're a former Padre, he will not give that up. Uh, but uh, he was actually asked, you know, where does that, what, what's the meaning for the number 10? Uh, his grandmother was born on March 10th. So that's uh, that's the reason why he he still keeps that. And and he he's brings some good vibes He's all smiles. He is. He's such a good dude. Yeah, he's. Uh, he'll be interesting to see uh, what he's able to provide uh, in the clubhouse. So uh, that was cool catching up with him. Chris Bryant we talked to after the game a little bit. Had two more hits. He's in 357 leading the team. Had a double. Had the game-winning RBI with Ezekiel Tovar mm -hmm. there on, on second base for a double. Quote-unquote double. That I think that was lost in the lights or lost in the sun. Yeah, yeah. It was all... Came down to just a missed catch out there. You take it. You take it. You take what you can get. That was the that was the difference there uh, entirely. Uh, Ellie Harris Montero, three hits, all singles. But guess what? That's the kid's first three-hit game. So that's pretty neat for him. That's special. Oh, my gosh. I didn't realize that. Yeah. Good for him. That was cool. I'm ready for him to pop off. He's he he's ready, too, as well. You a lot of fans. It. You can see it. Yeah, he's on the precipice. Uh, you'll you'll take the strikeouts if uh, he can kind of, you know, hit for power, which he's, he's shown that he's been able to do. Maybe yesterday was you know, kind of an adjustment of like, you know what, maybe I'm not going to try to hit for power, let's mm -hmm. say. Uh, I'm really just going to you know, try to make more contact. And he he provides all of the power. That's something yeah. that, that Matt Holiday used to say to a lot of the young guys. Like, the pitcher's throwing the ball in there, 90, 95, sometimes 100. That's a lot of power right there. Sometimes you just need to meet the ball. You don't even need to, you know, use all of your power in that way. So try to make some contact with I that. I like that. Uh, another scoreless inning from the bullpen looked great. Lawrence, one and one-thirds innings pitched. He now is at 3.1 innings pitched of scoreless uh, performances so far to begin the year. And then, yeah, Pierce Johnson, second career save. Got the first one against San Diego before the game talked about doing it with the CR on his chest, which made it even more special. And then pretty much tops it uh, with a home opener save here uh, for his first home opener because he had never experienced one before because his parents would never let him skip school. How about that? Wow. They were strict. He said, I resent them for that. He was kidding, of course. But he, he holds it He holds it against them. He's a, he's a funny guy. He's, a, he's so funny. He's, he's one of the dude. funniest dudes we've got in the clubhouse. He's Yeah, he's he's cool. So, I mean, it's it pretty much you know storybook. I mean, I don't think you could have really written it up 
any any better. You could say, well, what if it was 12 nothing? But then you have maybe too many things going on. Too many guys over here with big days or this guy here with three doubles, whatever it is. This was just nice and neat. Freeland, Pierce Johnson, they bookend uh, a Rockies win in their 30th anniversary to Coloradans. It's pretty cool. Yeah. The, whoever wrote the script for this one yeah. <laughs> did a great job. I'll say, you know, and it might sound like a bad thing, but I think it's a good thing. We don't write any scripts here at the DNVR. No. The only thing that we have in is Colorado sports on the TV 24-7. So we got CSU Rams, CU Buffs, whatever it is going on. Rockies are going to be there. Nuggets, Avs. Some, you know, we've got the watch parties as well. Uh, we do takeovers. We do tailgates. Head over to the DNVR.com. Make sure you make yourself an official diehard. You already are in, in name alone and in spirit, but make it official. It gives you access to the diehards only Discord, uh, where we can say some things that we might not typically do on Twitter. Uh, it gets a lot of fun for that. You get uh, 20% off all your gear at DNVRlocker.com. A new shirt every year you'll get for free. Every year at that annual membership could even be the brand new Rockies one that we just dropped, uh, which is fantastic. I need to add that to my closet for sure. 20% of all the tailgates and the um, and the takeovers that we've got. So uh, and, and probably the biggest thing, too, if you're hanging out here and watching some Colorado sports or March Madness, we had fun doing that. So anytime there's a big event, we're definitely hosting that. In fact, we've got UFC coming up on Saturday night. You get 15% off your tab. There's so much happening here on Saturday, by the way. Yeah. We have a master's party. Okay. With egg salad sandwiches. Is that do we offic officially do or Yeah. Well no, we do. Is the kitchen making it or is Spencer making it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the question. Um, I think like by law the kitchen has to make it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll get fifteen percent off that as well. Uh and you also want to make sure you check out Fubo TV because that's where you can get Nuggets and Avs on Altitude Sports, 140 live channels. That's how I was able to keep tabs on the World Baseball Classic late at night. They've got everything. I, I constantly find new shows. So there's this really good app called Just Watch. Okay. Check this out. Download it. You'll, you'll thank me. Okay. You know that thing where you don't know where to watch something? Go to Just Watch. You type it in, and it'll show you where you could view it. Yeah. 95% of the time I've wanted to do that, it's on Fubo TV. You've been loving the Fubo TV. I have. I have. And 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 so now I, I haven't really been going to Just Watch. I just go to Fubo and I go, yeah, they have that thing that I want. Uh, hundreds of thousands of hours of, of movies, television shows. Sign up and start watching. Thousands of hours of cloud DVR that's included at no extra charge. As I've said before, 1996 Dana Carvey show I'm going back to watch. Steve Carell and Stephen Colbert were on that show before they were anything. So it's really funny seeing those guys. Yeah, okay. Um, they got the live sports is really kind of the big thing. So watch Nuggets and Avs on Altitude Sports with Fubo TV and use the link in our description to sign up for 15% off. So you don't actually have to be a diehard for that one. That's a great deal. That's just anyone to jump in on the action on that. Um, code DNVR when you go to pinsandaces.com. They've got the liquor stick. Yes, you can put liquor in what appears to be your putter. No, it's liquor. You can have fun out there so you don't have to wait for the 19th hole. Or maybe just get overcharged by the cart that comes around that wants to you know, sell you some beers or hard seltzers. Fear not because they also have a solution for that um, where they've got a beer sleeve, a seltzer sleeve where you can put like six or seven of them so they go right in your bag. It's fantastic. Uh, it's a great way to be a little bit covert. Uh, if you don't want to be covert and you just want to look great, they've got some amazing polos. They do. Button-ups. The caps are fantastic. I always compliment Spence on his caps because he always has a brand new one from Pins and Aces. They're, they're always fantastic. has a new one. And they have a new like master's cap too that you might want to act on quick 
Uh, it looks like a putting green, but it's actually an egg salad sandwich with a bite taken out of it. It's really cool. <laughs> um, and you're going to get 15% off on that because all you got to do is use code DNVR. And you get fr uh, free shipping as well on that first order when you use code DNVR. One of the cooler things that they had at the ballpark for us uh, besides taffy, did you have any of the, the pieces of taffy? Actually, I did. You did? I actually had like maybe five or six pieces. I had quite a bit of <laughs> that saltwater taffy. I but, didn't know that that was a thing outside of the Jersey Shore. Yes, I didn't. It, it kind of isn't like it exists, but it's not a big thing. Like, oh, man, the Manitou Springs taffy is what it's known for. It, no, not really. It was good, though. I actually really liked it. That's why I had so much of it. All right. That's that's fair. Yeah, that is very much a Jersey Shore But thing. we don't know who brought it. We don't. We have no idea. We don't know what it was laced with. Actually, you would know. I guess no, laced with nothing. Laced with nothing. I Laced with good vibes. I'm fine. Thankfully. Yeah, Thankfully, that's good. Yeah. No, I even asked TJ who, you know, sees over the press mm -hmm. box. And he was like, yeah, it was just all of a sudden here. So you'll just eat mystery taffy like that? You know it. Even if it's not from the Jersey. If it's Jersey Shore mystery taffy, you're like, well, it's not a mystery at all. I know where it comes from. Yeah. But yet Colorado mystery taffy. All right. Yeah, I did. I risked it and it was delicious. I'm glad I did. Are you, wait a minute, is this like kind of an informal ad read for some kind of CBD infused taffy that you're going to be launching? Oh my gosh, I feel like Jive Hive should launch that. <laughs> Susie's Laffy Taffy? Uh, <laughs> I don't, wait, you better cut me in because I just did the first official ad read, so at least throw me a shirt. But one of the cool things they had was, and what was, what was your reaction to this? They had three different game notes. One of them looked like the game notes we are used to, and the other two did not. And you you were worried, you were concerned. You thought, okay, here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna grab this <laughs> yeah, piece of paper from you. So I saw I saw this one, which is literally typewriter font. Okay, it is. It is. So I was like looking at it. I was like, why did they change <laughs> how they do the game notes? I'm like, why? Because like usually like they look great, you know. And I was just like, why does this look so old? And I'm like, who the hell are these players? And it took me like a solid thirty seconds to realize <laughs> that this is a game note from Monday, April fifth, nineteen ninety three, the first Rockies game on the road at Shea Stadium. Yeah, that actually would be a cool throwback if you did the game notes old school style. But it also would be annoying because you're like, my brain is having a hard time reading this font. Yes, it's a bit much. So uh, I'm not going to ask you a bunch of, of trivia questions, but the first one is too good. This is where this is how the first ever Rockies game notes starts. The headline is, quote, this is it. The waiting is over. And then it goes on to say, there is no better way to describe today than by borrowing a phrase from songwriter blank. Who's the oh, songwriter? No, I, don't. I don't know this song title. This is it. The waiting is over. I don't know. I don't know it. I don't know if you had given me a bunch of guesses. I'd be like, all right, be back in 1993 to be in that mode. Kenny Loggins. Oh, oh my God. You heard of him, but. I, yeah, I know of Kenny Loggins. It was a couple yeah. years past his prime, I think, a little bit. You know, Caddyshack was big. Yeah. I think he had a song on the Top Gun soundtrack, but okay. that's like 88. Yeah. You know, Caddy. Caddyshack is a little earlier than that. Caddyshack 2. Yeah, so uh, I thought that was really funny. The team went, uh, spring training was in Tucson, smashing success. Um, they drew 127,000 fa 27, fans to High Corbett Field, which is further evidence that Coloradans have been supporting their Colorado baseball team since day one, since spring training in Tucson. That is impressive. So Colorado baseball fans have always been diehards. Yeah, okay. That's pretty neat. So they had to go from Tucson to Minneapolis, to New York City. So they played two exhibition games in the Metrodome. That's too much travel. It's too much travel. Mm -hmm. And then when they got back to Colorado after an off day, 
they had like a full day of celebration. There was a parade that they had to go to. There was a whole dinner. It was a lot. Like I was exhausted. I was kind of exhausted just reading it. Like it is, it actually was legitimately uh, a lot. They had 18 wins. Um, most uh, by an expansion team ever uh, up to that point. So I'm curious if they still have the record. I'd have to go back and look at the Diamondbacks. So they started off spring training better than any expansion team ever. And we all know spring and training now, counts. So yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, they, uh, I do know that they had just signed two days before opening day. Uh, Dale Murphy, a borderline Hall of Fame guy. I mean, he may. I think he'll still eventually get in. Uh, he had 398 home runs, only needed two more. He got cut by the Foley's. And the Rockies mm-hmm. said, hey, let's just bring this guy in. So basically, in 1993, they, they Dale Murphy was the Jerks and Profar before Jerks and Profar. Oh, my gosh. Just bringing in guys off Jerks the street. Jerks and Profar. Yeah, bringing in guys off the street saying, you suit up, you'll probably be pretty good. Kind of the sad part, though, Dale Murphy never got his two home runs. He still came up short, unfortunately. At Coors Field, too. Yeah, or you mile know. high, but at altitude. Oh, yeah, oh right, yeah, no, it at wasn't altitude. Coors Field yet. Yes, still. at altitude. <laughs> yeah, he tried to hang on, and uh, his body was just too beat up, uh, unfortunately. Um, and so they played the Mets at Shea. That was the first of 12 games between the two. That's weird for a team not in your division. And yeah. no, they weren't in the division at the same time, because in 93, they didn't have three divisions. It was still uh, West and East. That is so, so weird. Yeah. Yeah. They're slightly hmm. less games and they didn't they didn't overload it with teams from the same division uh, in hmm. general. Dave Need, uh, David Need, of course, got the start. Uh, he was their first pick in the expansion draft, 24-year-old, uh, which was neat. Uh, Rockies raised a bunch of money uh, that went to the Steve Olin and Tim Cruz Memorial Fund. I believe it was that spring training in 1993. There were three. Um, drawing a blank on who the, the third was guy was uh, he was uh, he was a Mets relief pitcher not Jesse Orozco uh, but anyway uh, three of them they were out on a boat during spring training it crashed and oh my gosh. Uh, yeah uh, that's t- so sad Steve Olin and, and, and Tim Cruz passed away from that so that was that was tragic so they they got together and, and they raised a, a lot of money for that which was really cool um, we also that's had nice the Rockies had an 11 man pitching staff on their 25 man roster so they had more position players than pitchers huh which if most managers had it, they would just go with a short bench and have extra pitchers. Yeah. But they had a limitation on that. What an interesting strategy. So the Rockies yeah. have just been uh, leaving people scratching their heads for 30 <laughs> yeah. years. <laughs> there, may, there, there might have been other teams that probably uh, applied the same strategy, but the Rockies certainly needed to, yeah. to say the least. Again, got to go back and kind of check to see were they the only team that had 14. Shout out to Brian Werner. Uh, listens every day. Uh, does tours down at, at Coors Field. Oh, nice. One of our Sabre members. Great guy. Uh, we've become buddies over the years. Uh, he has a good little fun trivia question because uh, Brent Smith, Brent Smith got the ball for in the uh, the first start uh, uh, at Mile High, first start in Denver. Uh, and Brian likes to say that the first game ever started at Mile High, the first game ever started at Coors Field, and the first ever postseason win for the Rockies uh, were all started by players whose initials were BS. So you have Brent Smith. In the first game at Mile High, you have Bill Swift in the first game at Coors Field, and later that year in '95, uh, you had Brett Saberhagen starting the game for their first postseason win. So Brian Werner, shout out to you, buddy. That That's is cool. so cool. And also in the game notes that you'll see, uh, oh, it'll be in the next one. Yeah, I'll save that one for you. I'll save that one. You will really like that. 
other interesting notes. They stole 50 bases that spring training. A different world. 50 it was a stolen time. bases. It was a different time. That's crazy. Uh, outfielder Gerald Clark missed 17 games in the spring because he suffered a hairline fracture um, in the in the first game at High Corbett Field when he made a catch against a brick wall. Why wasn't there any padding, folks? It was a different time. <laughs> it was a different time. Bricks weren't as hard as they are in 2023, <laughs> to be fair. You, you, uh, you are right. Also, there's a note saying, hey, Friday at Mile High coming up here, right? Because this is for the open... Uh, first game in, in franchise history. Uh, the Rockies are hoping to break the all-time opening day record crowd of 78,000-plus that congregated in 1958 at the Los Angeles Coliseum to watch the Dodgers host the Giants. First game, two California teams out there when they moved out. And sure as shit, they did. They fished their wish. They did it. That's it. They called their shot. All right. And then last note, on the back, mm-hmm. Susie, will you tell me who got the loss and who started the first... Spring training game against David Need. So David Need start. You know he was the first pick oh. in the expansion draft. Uh, starts the first game in franchise history, but in their first ever spring training game on March sixth, who started that game and got the loss for the opposing team? Is that a, a one Bud Black? That would be one Bud Black. Is huh. that crazy or what? That is crazy. First ever spring training game. So the first time the Rockies were in a a game that counted. I mean. It's it's the least countable game, but it counts. People are paying attention to spring oh training my games. Gosh. Bud Black started that game for the San Francisco Giants. Lo and behold, becomes the manager 24 years later. Couldn't have scripted it better. Is that cool? That's really cool. I find that to be to be very cool uh, in general. Let's um, let's go ahead and talk about the 95 opening uh, day game. 922 days it took for the construction when they started it and uh, put the first shovel in the ground. It was the first National League ballpark since 1962. That was Dodger Stadium. So like there yeah. was a big stretch, which was like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Now we can't build ballparks fast enough. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, this is a good trivia question that I didn't know. So uh, the first ever, if you look at the, the first ever game and then the first game at a Coors Field, only three players started in both those games. Dante Bichette, Andre Scalaraga, Joe Girardi. I got to memorize that one. That's a good one. I Those like that three. one. That's pretty cool. There, there's three that started uh, in both of them. Marvin Freeman, there's a whole bunch of notes on him. Before before Free, before K-Free, there was yes. M-Free, Marvin Freeman. Did get some Cy Young Award votes that year. You had handwritten notes. They must have been scrapping. Well, let me see this. This is so funny. There was the spring training notes, and I guess it was kind of late, and they were like, all right, we can't really get the typeset. They were handwritten. Listen, things in a rush. You gotta, there, you gotta get these, uh, these notes out fast. You gotta get it done, super, super quick. And so, as we were saying, the first ever game at Coors Field was started by Bill Swift. So, of course, you'll love this. All throughout the game notes, he's referenced as Swifty, Swifty. the original Swifty, the original Swifty, <laughs> Bill Swift. Also, let's Isn't just that cool? can we also just talk about the difference in. Uh, like Two just years? a couple of years, we've the gone technology. from typewriter notes to like. Actually, I really like this um this I header. I so, like this header. It looks like a yeah. Coors Field architecture, and that is why I wanted. And I'm glad they did go with the green because you, you see it. Like there's still yeah. some of the security guards. Um, there's still some of the uh, the ushers that have the starter jackets that have purple and green on them. And you saw that a lot with Coors Field is something that Camden Yards kind of first uh, instituted. So I love that they brought the uh, the green back and they had it 
for the notes. Uh, Jason Bates, good trivia question. Didn't know this one. Jason Bates still lives in Colorado. I asked him to come on the show. He said, uh, I'm not that interesting. You don't want to talk to me. But Jason, come on. If you're if you're listening to this, come on down. Um, he was the first player ever, first position player ever drafted by the club to make it to the majors. Which I didn't know that. Oh, that's knew a so couple cool. pitchers, but he's the first position player. Um, they played four ex- exhibition games here at Coors Field before the actual opening day game. Dante Bichette hit a homer in a couple of those, which was really neat. And then they've got the farm report, which you'll notice all of the teams have played at least 13 games before opening day in 1995 because there was a lockout. So that is why the first game of the 1995 season was yep. in April, uh, was was in, uh, was in on the 26th. Yes. And then finally, before the avalanche were Colorado, the Salem avalanche were Colorado. Salem, Oregon was the high A team huh. of the Colorado Rockies. Do they Rockies. have avalanches in Salem, Oregon? Well, I, I think there must be a mountain nearby because the logo does look like a mountain and there's okay. a kind of like a little avalanche thing going on. Mm. Um, and then, you know, a couple cool shout outs to some minor leaguers that ended up, you know, making the Rockies. Daryl Scott, current pitching coach. Yes. He's in the notes for the first game at Coors it's Field. History. Quentin McCracken, Angel Echeverria, Nafi Perez, just to name a few of them. And New Haven took on Norwich. So Battle of Connecticut. Going on right there. Uh, so the New Haven Ravens. A lot of, lot of ties. A lot of Susie ties in the first game notes. Who knew? Who knew that those game notes were made just for me? Right? That's kind of neat. Well, I'll tell you what. Um, there's plenty of things that are made just for you over on FOCO.com. There we and, go. and plenty of things for you out there. You head over to FOCO.com. You use code DNVR. And any of the non-presale items, uh, boom, you can use promo code DNVR and you get 10% off on that. They've got all the college teams, all the pro teams, you name it, all the bobbleheads, the Team USA bobbleheads. I got to go back and check. I feel like if I wait too long, they're going to sell out and they're just going to be gone. What are you waiting for? Get on it. I tell you, the cool thing with Foco is they got stuff that you don't see in stores. Yeah. Like, again, the Team USA bobbleheads. Like, the Rockies, they've got a lot of great Rockies stuff, and they've got some regular MLB stuff in the Diamond Dry Goods store. But why are they going to buy, like, a shipment of Team USA stuff? Like, no one in Colorado is buying a, a Kyle Schwarber Team USA bobblehead. Yeah. So they're going to mark it down. They're not going to make a profit on that. But Foco... You know, they don't have to worry about that. So they're going to have things that you can't get in person. Head over to FOCO.com and use promo code DNVR for that 10% off. And if you want to save even more, rather, if you want to get a little bit more back because you've been seriously hurt or injured at work, you got to call the dudes over at Bacchus and Shanker. Our dudes. At Bacchus and Shanker. Bacchus and Shanker. <laughs> Look, they've been helping Colorado families win for a very long time. Uh, besides Bacchus and Shanker, uh, they've got 100 folks on staff. 100 lawyers? No. 30 100, lawyers, 100 staff. Did I switch the numbers? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I haven't updated this read, so maybe they've, they've employed some more people. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? They, they've been doing it to the tune of over a billion dollars. Seriously, they're, they're 100-person staff, 30 lawyers. Uh, they don't get a dime until you see something. So they're working for free. They're giving you consultations for free. It's super convenient. All you got to do is call 222-2222. Seriously. All, All twos. That's it. It's that simple. Uh, go ahead and do that. Give them a call. They got offices in Denver, Aurora, Inglewood, Fort Collins. They can help you out with car accidents, motorcycle accidents, ride chair, pedestrians, trucks. They can help even if you've been injured at work. Seriously, give them a call to see if you've got a case. It's free. Can't hurt. Call 222-2222 because Bacchus and Shanker, Bacchus and Shanker. wins. All right. I hope I win. Because Susie, We've got a game. You've got something in store. Yes. And I could not be more... 
Tickled Pink. This is <laughs> one of my favorite games to do. We did this with Ezekiel Tovar. I love it. I'm going to give you some things, some things, some events, some uh, some pop culture tidbits, and you're going to tell me if they are older or younger than the Colorado Rockies. And I'm going to count it as uh, as of April 5th, 1993. So are these things older or younger than the Rockies? Oh, my goodness. I cannot believe Charlie, Yaya gave us this graphic of a facial hairless Charlie Black. Charlie Black looked a lot different in 1993. I'll tell you that. I guarantee you didn't have <laughs> facial hair back then. No, that's a young Charlie Blackman on the left. Current Charlie Blackman on the right. One of the reasons why you got to make sure you're checking us out over at DNVR Sports channel on youtube yes you're here you, this is fantastic this is beautiful yeah yeah yeah. you crushed it as always all right so we are going to start off with a very popular show the simpsons the simpsons older or younger than the colorado rockies okay well the simpsons actually debuted on the tracy ullman show it was just like a little skit there uh, at the end, it was very uh, grainy. The series, the series. And then the series debuted pretty soon after that. I want to say the first Simpsons episode was 1988. So yeah, I will say it is pre-Colorado Rockies. It is older. You are correct, Patrick. Older, yes, older. Yes. December 17th, 1989 Ooh, was okay. the first episode of The Simpsons. So a little younger than you thought, but you still got yeah. it right. All right, next one. Beanie Babies. Ooh. These babies took America by storm. Patrick, are Beanie Babies older or younger than the Colorado Rockies? So they really came into vogue in the mid to late 90s. In fact, like the 1998 All-Star Game Beanie Baby was just an item that people just stocked up on, put it in their closet, and were like, all right, well, there's our retirement fund because these Beanie Babies are crushing it. But they actually got their start several years before them. I want to say it might have even been 1992. So I'm going to say Beanies are older than the I, Colorado Rockies. Um, they are older. That is correct. Uh, Beanie Babies were unveiled at the 1993 World Toy Fair. So actually a little closer than you thought. Uh, the 1993 World Tour Fair in New York City, and that was in February. Ooh, just barely got just it. Just barely got Excellent. it in. Whew. How about the hit movie Mrs. Doubtfire? Ooh. Is that older or younger than the Colorado Rockies? All right. Let's see, we got the little girl from Matilda. We've got the great Robin Williams. We've got one of the Lawrence brothers. I couldn't tell you who. It's not Joey. Do you know which of the Lawrence brothers? <laughs> I, I could not tell you. We, are we You weren't big into the Lawrence brothers? I think they were a little <laughs> too old for me. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Uh, were you into the Mary-Kate and Ashley? Were they kind of in your wheelhouse or were they Loved a little late? Loved Mary-Kate and Ashley. Did. Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, the great Sally Field. Pierce Brosnan was in this. Are we doing an IMDb thing? No. Um... It, I think it came out like in 93, which suggests that since the Rockies debuted on April 6th, I will say it is younger, barely. It is younger. That is correct. Um, but just barely. Uh, did you look at my notes? Um, no. So Mrs. Doubtfire came out November 22nd, 1993. Nice. Yeah. Oof. That you're you're crushing this right now. Oh my gosh. I was hoping I could stump you. That's it. All right. How about the original Jurassic Park? <sighs> that almost hurts that we have to have OG Jurassic Park because there are other There's ones too now. Too many. <laughs> Shoot. That was also like 93. That came out at a time where well, I was also very young enough to be going to McDonald's frequently and you would collect cups. I cannot picture you eating McDonald's. Thing? Is that a popular thing still? Collectors cups? Oh my Not God. Not McDonald's. I don't you think they to, do those. You had to get the whole set. They had all of the dinosaurs. 
Um, yeah, it definitely wasn't 92. It could have been 94. I feel confident it was 93, but I'm going to say it was probably barely. It was probably a summer blockbuster, so I will say it is younger than the Colorado Rockies. Oh, Patrick, it is younger. That is correct. Let's go. Um, uh, Jurassic Park premiered. June 11th, 1993. <laughs> you are good at that. Your internal clock right now is uh, kind of scaring me. Susie, you did not show me this. You did not show me this. I feel like you cheated, but it's fine. <laughs> I hacked your no. account, and that's what I used it for. <laughs> of all of the things, it was just for this game. I hacked in. All right. How about the show Beavis and Butthead? Ooh. Patrick, is this show older or younger than the Colorado Rockies? Okay. Interesting. And it, it did come back. I think it, it did have a, Everything a second comes run on back. Like Hulu. Everything comes back. I want to say it is actually old. I'm going to say 92 is when it debuted on MTV. Well, that's not correct, but it is older. <laughs> Beavis and Butthead debuted March 8th, 1993. It <sighs> is right. yeah, older, older. It is older. <laughs> I'll take the dub. I'll take the dub. No bonus points on that, though. <laughs> that's perfect. Incredible. We, do you enjoy Beavis more or Butthead more? I never watched this show. Really? I've never watched an episode. You never of needed TP for your bunghole. That's a reference. That's a reference to the show. All I right. know. I know it a, is. A, I, a, I'm aware. I've heard <laughs> references. We don't need to get this HR show involved. was definitely. Um, <laughs> this show was definitely too old for me during its heyday. When it was, was it ever on when you were a kid? Where it was like. You're like, oh, your mom would say, oh, you can't watch that one because that's a very bad show. No, I was like so in my Nickelodeon age. Mm. Like I was still in like my Nick Jr. age were in you, 1993. Were you a Nickelodeon kid or a Disney kid? I was a Nickelodeon kid primarily. Same. We didn't get into Disney Channel until like maybe like my preteens. Yeah, I'm all about Nick. Yeah. Oh, I hope, I hope there's an Are You Afraid of the Dark question coming up. There isn't. Damn. No spoilers, but spoiler. All right. How about, <laughs> how about this show though? The X-Files. Ooh, Patrick, are the X-Files younger or older than the Colorado Rockies? Unfun fact about me, I don't care at all about science fiction. I don't like it at all. Never seen an episode. Because you're so rooted in facts. Of Mulder and or Scully. Um, gosh, that's pretty close. I'm going to say it is older. I'm going to say it must have premiered in probably 92-ish. Finally got you. It oh, is younger. Damn it. X-Files premiered September 10th, 1993. Okay. I knew it was going to be close. Damn it. All right. How about Hurricane Andrew? Oh, okay. <laughs> Such a downer. Such a downer. It was, was a looking, huge event. I was looking for pictures of this, and I was like, I'm not putting none of the ones I found. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. The Google search. Yes. Create. See, sometimes you need to be creative. That was good. You hear? This is good. <laughs> and, and it shows it shows Florida too. This is a good, good image. So it's actually Hurricane Andrew. This is a satellite image of Hurricane yeah, Andrew. You, you, the camera pulled out far enough there on that one. Um, this is a natural disaster show between the avalanche and the hurricane. It's like, what's going on here? What is going on? Uh, I love to. And the we hockey took it to a dark place. I believe that was ninety two. Uh, I can kind of remember. You know, reading some of the Sports Illustrated a little bit at that time. I, I didn't really read it, but flipping through and seeing some stuff at the University of Miami. So I'm going to say it was actually older. It is older. That is correct. Uh, Hurricane Andrew was 1992. Okay. How do you remember all this stuff? The key is you just don't forget it. That's it. It's actually <laughs> that simple. You just don't forget it. How about a movie you have modeled your style after? Oh, no. Forrest no, Gump. No, <laughs> no, not today. Not today. I don't have a foresty look today. You're right. 
previously. What do you think? Is Forrest Gump younger or older than the Colorado Rockies? Okay, let's see. One of the all-time greatest classics. And lately, it's it's actually um, become popular to trash Forrest Gump. Have, have you gone in any circles where you hear people talk about how corny and cheesy it was? No. And I kind of see it, but at the same time, it's just iconic. Um, now, this one's going to be close. So this was the second in Tom Hanks's string of consecutive <laughs> uh, Academy Award uh, wins. Of course, 1992's Philadelphia was the first. Forrest Gump would be uh, the second and mm-hmm. third. Uh, I'm actually drawing a blank on what that third one was. But it did come out in 93. Again, I, I will have to say it's actually younger, just barely. It is younger. That is correct. Forrest Gump came out July 6th. 1994. 94. Okay, so Gump must have been the third one, and I'm missing whatever uh, his second Academy Award was. Shoot. Yeah, okay. I'm kicking myself on that one. How about the hit sitcom Friends? Is Friends younger or older than the Colorado Rockies? All right, I used to be a huge contrarian back in the day, and I loved the first season of Friends, and then it became hugely popular, and I go, man, forget all these people that are jumping on my show, my peeps. So I stopped watching after season one because it got <laughs> too popular, and so therefore I know it is younger than the Colorado Rockies. It is younger. That is correct. Friends premiered September 22nd, 1994. Yeah. Good old friends. And they all look great. None of them have had any work done. <laughs> How about our friend <laughs> Kyle Freeland? Is Kyle Freeland younger or older than the Colorado Rockies? So I think his birthday's coming up in May. So this is technically his age 30 season. As far as, you know, uh, I think the the cutoff date is is July 1st. If you're born before July 1st, they kind of add an extra year on uh, for your age aged season. So this is age 30 season, but he's still 29. So therefore he is younger than the Colorado Rockies. That is correct. Kyle Freeland is younger than the Rockies. His birthday, <clears throat> May 18th, May 14th, 14th. Okay. May 14th. We know he's a Taurus. Of course. Oh, Textbook see? Taurus. How did I forget that? So look, see, I do forget things. Sometimes you do. Yeah. Uh, how about, <laughs> how about Ty Block? Ooh. Is Ty Block younger or older than the Colorado Rockies? He's close. He's very close. He has incredibly vivid memories from when he was like three years old that <laughs> I am a bit doubtful of, to be honest. Um, but I'm going to say he's actually older. He is older. That is correct. Uh, Ty Block's birthday is October 20th, 1990. Oh, wow. Oh, Ty Block is older now. than I thought he was. <laughs> Wait, wow. Yeah, I thought he was 31, but okay. There All you right. Go. The preacher. How about, we got one more for you. This is the last one. Pierce Johnson. Is Pierce Johnson Ooh. younger or older than the Colorado Rockies? I, now there's pressure on me because I have only missed one so far. And I got to go out on the high note. Pierce Johnson, he's also like 30, almost 31. So therefore, I'm going to say he, he would have, wait, if he's 30, almost 31. How does that math work out? Does that mean he'd be slightly older or slightly younger? If he's 30, almost 31. So then that means 31. So that means he would have been born in 92. So I will say Pierce Johnson is older than the Rockies. That is correct. Pierce Johnson is older. Pierce Johnson was born May 10th. Also a birthday coming up. May 10th, 1991. Let's go. Crush this game. All right. You did a really good job. Yes. I, you got one wrong. Mm. Which one was it? Do you remember? Which one did he get wrong? I don't remember. <laughs> it was, uh, Jurassic 
No. No, I got that right. Oh. X-Files. X-Files, yeah, because you didn't happy. know anything about that show. I'm fine with that. I don't dig, I don't do science fiction. I know. I'll actually, I love Stephen King, but that's different. I, I'll explain another time. Okay. Or you don't have to. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Going out on a high note. Feeling good about that. <laughs> Feeling good about today's game. We got the Washington Nationals for three more. What do we got? Mackenzie Gore, Jose Urania on the bump. The um, fountain himself. The Jose fountain. Urania. That's it. He's, he's spurting the fountain out there. I think uh, I, I called the opening day victory yesterday. I said they would win on uh, for the home opener. Mm-hmm. I think they'll still win two of the next three. Okay. Where would you have them? Um, we'll do we'll do a Sunday post game show, so we'll see how well we did. Are you going to take them doing two out of three? Are you going to have them maybe going uh, sweeping out? You know what? I'm going to say they sweep the Nationals. Whoa! I'm going to say they sweep the Nationals. That's huge because I hope they sweep the Nationals. So they should sweep the Nationals. They're three and four right now, so victories in the next three days would put them at six and four, which means. And again, 500 balls. If, if we're only shooting for 500, and, and honestly, Chris Bryan said the only expectations are to exceed the expectations that most people have, okay? Um, you only got to win one out of the three against the Cardinals. And then you're at seven and seven going out on the road to Seattle. So that would be good. That, that would be, be nice good. to see that. Uh, that would be nice to see. You can see us doing our thing uh, on Twitter at DNVR underscore Rockies at Patrick D. Lyons is where I'm at. And you can find me at the Susie Hunter. On all platforms. This has been magnificent. Or magic. It's been a little magical. Momentous. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Do they say something about podcasts and baseball shows about? You know what? I think they do. But I want to hear it from you. What is it? What do they say? That momentum is only as good as your next podcast. So? So we will do it again on Sunday after the game. Let's go.